You're listening to Strange New England. I'm Tom Burby, your host. The Ghost of Catherine's Hill. The cold wind blows across the empty fields. The trees have shed their rusted leaves. And the moon plays hide and seek with the thin and wispy clouds above you. It's the time of the year when night falls soon and you need an extra blanket on the bed to get you through the dark hours till morning. October is here, and with it, the New England landscape dons a different coat, as though it too is bundling itself up against winter. If you're easily startled, you might want to pull the curtains before going to bed and make sure the doors are locked tight. There are sounds in the darkness that leave you edgy. This is October, and the hour is late. Time, perhaps, for a ghost story? There are so many lost highways in New England. You see them as you drive past, little narrow ways that lead into the woods, dirt tracks that go on up and beyond, and though you've driven past a hundred times, for some reason, you've never turned and explored where that road goes. Has it ever occurred to you to ask yourself why you haven't? Roads belong to everyone, and therefore, to no one. And what better place to take a drive and see the fall foliage than a road less traveled? But when the sun goes down, such roads might lead to different destinations than they do in the light. One such road seems to exist here in down east Maine. Case in point. You might find yourself driving on a lonely stretch of road in Hancock County, on Route 182 between Franklin and Cherryfield. The stretch of land is known as Black's Woods. The world will be close, the fog will be low to the ground, and the hour will be late. You will find yourself on a small mountain, called a hill by the locals, and you might chance to see a young woman on the side of the road in a place no one should be at such an hour. You'll see her at first from a distance, long enough to wonder why she's there. Then, as your car approaches her, you'll see that she's dressed in a gown of a sort that's hardly ever seen today. And then, strangely enough, you will feel compelled to stop and speak with her. It's the least a decent human being would do on such a night, at such an hour. You might roll your window down as you pull up to her. You should. That's when you'll see the dark eyes, the incessant stare, the long black hair, and a face that's reported to be both beautiful and terrifying. You'll feel the hairs on the back of your neck begin to rise, but you will speak to her, and you will ask her if she needs any help. And this is where the story takes on many different forms. This specter might ask for a ride to Bar Harbor, for it seems she's intent on making some sort of appointment there, and you might have her get in, and then start driving only to notice that she's no longer with you in the car. She might be right on the road, directly in front of you. You might be lucky. She might stay in the car for a while. 
You'll talk to her nervously, though she doesn't answer back. You'll cast your eyes from the road to her, only to find it empty, with nothing but a puddle of cold water on the seat you think she must have occupied. But you will be allowed to go home, to make it safely back to your bed where you won't sleep because you've just had an encounter with the inexplicable. Her name, according to the folklore in the region, is Catherine, and that hill has been called Catherine's Hill for time out of mind, predating automobiles even. For over a hundred years, people from that area have passed down the story, told them by some family member or friend of an encounter with the ghost girl who haunts the side of the road. In some tales, she's headless, having been decapitated by an accident that took her life. Some say she died while she and her newly married husband were on their way to Bar Harbor for a honeymoon celebration. And some will tell you she was killed on her prom night, more recently, of course. Ghost stories have a way of adapting to the times in which they're told. An old tale will take on new accoutrement, become modernized, even though that original tale might have been told by the very earliest of peoples, the Native Americans. In his excellent book of ghost stories from down East Maine, Dark Woods, Chill Waters, Marcus Labrizzi details variations of the death of this young woman. One such story tells of a night in the 1920s during Prohibition when wealthy flatlanders would come to Maine to run whiskey. Divers maintain that there is a perfectly preserved Model T Ford in the bottom of nearby Fox Pond, and so that becomes incorporated into her story. And she and the driver must have been going too fast. They must have taken a hard turn and somehow found themselves in the cold, dark waters of the pond, only to rise again as phantoms. Well, Catherine at least. The stories about her persist. The local Bangor Daily News in 2014 ran an article about her, and there are YouTube videos that tell of a musician named Dale Whitney, whose encounter is usually thought of as the quintessential Catherine tale. It goes like this. Whitney is riding home alone after a gig in Bar Harbor and sees her standing on the side of the road. He stops and asks if she needs help. She speaks. I need a man to take me to Bar Harbor, she says. He begins to feel that this is all wrong. And then he takes a good look at her and finds that she's transparent. He answers quickly, I just came from there, and slams his foot on the gas in near panic. Just away down the lane, he stops, and his humanity kicks in. He must have been seeing things. It's late. He's tired. He turns around to find her and give her that ride, only to discover that she's nowhere to be seen. It's only a moment later. There were no other cars on the road, and there was nowhere else for her to go, but inexplicably she was gone. The next day, on another journey along the same road, Whitney comes upon a terrible accident. An overturned van, totaled beyond repair, no one could have survived. 
And Whitney wonders, as the tales have foretold, if that van had had people in it who had seen the ghost, but just kept on driving anyway. For you must stop and ask if you can help her. Otherwise, Catherine's ghost will see to it that the curse is enforced. Perhaps by going back and looking for her, Whitney's humanity allowed him to survive? Perhaps? And so the story goes, and ghost stories persist. They're the ones we pass down from generation to generation. In the case of Catherine's ghost, the requirement of offering her help perhaps serves as a cautionary tale. Even the dead, it seems, need our help. And by offering to help Catherine, you're reminded of the value of being alive in the first place. Plus, it makes a great story on a cold and rainy night, when, of course, you're safely in your home, where everything is as it should be. You've been listening to Strange New England. <laughs>